God has a specific desire and design for your role as a mom. Join me as we discuss common mom stuff and how we can and should view it from the heart of Jesus. My desire is that you will leave each episode with a smile on your face and empowered to be one step closer to the mom God has called you to be. Hey friend, it is Tiffany from the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast, and we are continuing on our series of marriage. We started the series last week, and in this series, we are focusing specifically on what you can do personally in your marriage to help it be better and healthier. These are things that you can do that don't rely or require your husband to necessarily jump on board and do them with you. It's things that you can do for your own self. So in episode 28 last week, we began talking about your commitment and not just your commitment to your marriage, but three other things that you could be committed to while you're working toward a healthier, better marriage, things that are going to help you be able to work toward that healthier, better marriage. One of those was your commitment to doing the work, regardless of if you are seeing immediate visible results. The next thing that I asked you to be committed to was asking the Holy Spirit to fill you up every single day for power and for strength. Also asked you to be committed to keeping the long-term goal in near sight. These are things that I personally commit to every single day. So this is not just me coming up with three cute little things that you need to be committed to just so I have something to say. These are things that I do every single day that really help me stay focused and be able to work toward and do my part to have a healthier, better marriage because I so desperately want that. There's a couple of things that I want to go over before we jump in to today's topic. I probably am going to go over these same two things on every episode of this series. One, it's that my marriage is not perfect. I truly hope that that is not shocking to you to hear that. I hope you realize that no one's marriage is perfect, even if it looks like it on the outside. I promise that it's not. I mean, because we're dealing with two humans and no human is perfect. So there's obviously going to be marriages that aren't perfect. There are definitely marriages that are healthier and better than others, but nothing is picture perfect. Our goal should always be to have that better, healthier marriage. Our goal should be to have a marriage that honors God and reflects his light, one that seeks to be as healthy as possible so that we can help the people around us instead of hurt them. So all that to say, my marriage isn't perfect, which means that I'm in the trenches with you and I'm working toward a happier, healthier, healthier, better marriage right alongside of you. Such a tongue twister, right? (laughs) I also want to remind you why we are focusing on you and not what both of the spouses can do. We are focusing on you because you are the one listening to this podcast. So I have your attention, right? (laughs) Also, we are focusing on you because you are the only one that you can truly change. Like we can want to change our husbands. We can want to change our kids. We can want to change our neighbors, like all we want to. But in the end, really the only one that you can control of having change over is yourself. So we are focusing on that. I do want you to know that I very much realize that there are two parties involved in a marriage. And yes, 
ideally both parties, the husband and the wife, they should and could be doing all they possibly can to have that healthy marriage. But I know that this is sadly not always the case for everyone. If you are in a marriage with somebody that is as committed as you are to having a better marriage, and I think that's great. And I definitely want you to share some of the ideas that you gather from the these episodes during the series and share them with your partner. And you guys can do that together. That is completely ideal. But what I wanted to do with this series by focusing just specifically on what you can do is that I want to give a voice to that woman that doesn't have that husband that is as committed as he should be to making their marriage better. I want to put power to change in her hand, in her lap as well, without having to wait for her husband to get on board. What I love about this series is that it does put the power in your hands. So if you do find yourself pulling the weight, I want you to know that God sees you and that he will honor the steps you make toward building a healthier marriage. I am well aware that you may have some past hurts and pain that you're going into this with. You may feel betrayed or let down by the very person that you thought would never, ever do that to you. I know you want to hold them responsible for hurting you, and we are going to talk about this in much more depth in coming weeks about forgiveness, but for today's episode, I simply want to say that there's no power in unforgiveness. I know on the surface, it feels like that's power, that we're having power by not forgiving, but it's not. The true power is found in forgiveness and deciding to do what you can do to make your marriage better. Today's topic is definitely a major power player, and it's your prayers. I wanted prayers to be the very first thing that we talked about in this marriage series because it's a guaranteed difference maker. It's a relatively simple thing that you can do, and yet it has a huge impact on your marriage. Have you ever found money on the the floor somewhere, like somebody dropped it? And I'm not talking about coins because I find pennies all the time, but like actual money, like dollar bills. This does not happen to me very much. I wish it happened to me all the time. Who doesn't like to find free money? But it doesn't. But one time I did find a $10 bill. And whenever I saw it, I was walking toward it and I thought, hmm, is that what I like think it is? Is that a dollar? And so I'm like creeping up on it very slowly. Like I don't want to startle it. I don't want it to run away. And I get there and I realize it it's not only a dollar bill, it's a $10 bill. So I like look around to see if anybody maybe dropped it. That was like near that I could ask and there was nobody in sight. So I really had this moment, like, should I pick it up and keep it or should I just let it lay there? And I decided to go ahead and pick it up because I thought, well, if I don't, it's going to blow off in the wind and like somebody else is going to benefit from it or worse yet, like it's just going to get lost and nobody's going to use it, which is so sad. So anyway, I, I grabbed it you know, looking around the whole time, feeling super shady about it, but picked up the $10 and me and my kids, we decided to use it on snow cones and popcorn. And we had a great time and I'm sure everything tasted way better because it was essentially free, right? Because I had found the $10. Now finding the money on the ground reminds me of what prayer does for us. And which I'm sure you're at this point, you're like, really like Tiffany, please connect the dots. Cause I'm not 
seeing how finding money in the parking lot is like prayer. But here is how my brain works and how I see it. <laughs> just like that money seemed too good to be true, to be just laying there like free for me to like take and use. Like prayer seems too good to be true too. It is something that we just are freely given this opportunity to use in order to like enjoy the benefits of prayer though you have to actually use it just like in order for me to enjoy the benefits of that money on the ground i had to actually pick it up and choose to use it the ability to pray is given to each one of us as christians the gift is there for everyone but not everyone will accept the gift and use it to its fullest i want you to use it to its fullest especially when it comes to your marriage there are a few reasons that I see that people don't use the gift of prayer. One of them is that they just don't know how to do it well, so they end up not doing it at all. And for others, I think they just don't buy into the fact that prayer truly changes things. If you find yourself in either one of those boats, that's okay, because we are going to walk away from this episode with confidence of how to pray for your marriage and confidence that prayer actually works. That is what I'm praying that is spoken to your heart as you listen to this episode. I know that once you see the power that you can bring into your marriage simply by you praying, then you are going to be so hooked on praying for your marriage. I'm seriously so excited. So why and how are prayers going to make a difference in your marriage? I always like to start with the why because it makes doing whatever it is that we're doing easier if we understand why we are doing it and the benefit that we're going to get from it. So number one, prayer fights the type of battle that you couldn't otherwise fight. Ephesians 6.12 says that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the spiritual forces of evil. The devil does not want your marriage to stay together. It's because he knows the power that your marriage can bring to your children's life, your neighborhood's life, like literally the culture. Your marriage can change the world. The harder the devil goes after you, the greater threat he thinks you are to him. This makes me actually feel kind of pumped up whenever I feel like the enemy is coming after my marriage heart, because I know that that just means that God has a really cool plan in store for my marriage. And it makes me fight even harder. And the way to fight back against the spiritual realm is in prayer. Prayer literally brings the power of heaven down to your marriage. Prayer gives you a direct meeting with God. That is so cool. Whenever I feel defeated in my marriage and like there's nothing I can possibly do, I remember that I can pray. I never lose the ability to pray, no matter how hopeless the situation seems. There have been so many times that I have cried and just spoken loudly to God in prayer. It's in those moments that I'm just at the end of myself in utter defeat. I in those moments, feel like my marriage will never get better. I feel alone. I feel frustrated. I feel angry that I can't make what needs to be better, better. But I know the person that can. And as I allow my tears to fall and my voice to echo through my house or my car or wherever it is that I'm at, I am filled with 
hope. And I'm filled with power, God's power. I am renewed that although in my own strength, I can't do anything, that God in his strength can do absolutely everything. I get serious about this. Whenever I feel like I can't do anything and I absolutely need the intervention of heaven, then I go to prayer. It doesn't matter what time it is or what's going on. I've knelt on my front porch at 11 o'clock at night before because I needed attention and intervention from heaven in my marriage immediately. Your prayers in those moments may not bring about visible changes in that exact moment, but be assured that heaven has initiated the rescue plan for you. What you will feel in those moments is God's peace and his love. Your heart will settle down as you are reminded by him that you are not powerless just because you feel like you're powerless. In reality, you have a lot of power because you have just asked the most powerful person to help you out. And that person is God and he is for your marriage. He has ordered heaven to help you in that moment. Help us truly on the way. If you take your marriage to the throne room of God, you and your marriage will forever be changed for the better. If you commit to praying for your marriage, you are going to see the difference you have been struggling and fighting and wanting to see. Mark 11, 24 says that you can ask for anything and it's going to be given to you. And this doesn't mean like a selfish genie in the bottle act, but whenever you pray for a healthier, better marriage, that request is totally on board with what God wants. So of course he is going to move mountains to help you out. If you decide not to use prayer as a tool for your marriage, then you are going to feel like you keep butting your head up against that same wall over and over again. In your own strength working for your marriage, it's exhausting because it's your own strength, it's your own knowledge, it's your own creativity, it's your own manipulation of circumstances, and it gets you nowhere. You might see some changes for a little bit, but they aren't going to stand the test of time. And especially whenever trouble comes, it's going to crumble and fall and you're going to be circling back to where you started and you're going to be hitting your head over on that same wall again and again. So choose to use prayer to help your marriage. Prayer changes the person who is praying and that's you. This is great. I love it. I always want to be changed for the better. And prayer does that. Whenever I pray, it changes me. Praying for someone else is going to soften my heart toward them. It also is going to help me extend grace more easily. I want to be changed. I hope that whenever you do pray that you want to pray for your husband, but it's not always going to be the case. And it's in those moments that God is able to change your heart. I often pray in those moments when I don't feel like praying for my husband and I maybe don't even like, like him in that moment. I pray that God would help me see him the way that God sees him. Because I know God looks at, at my husband endearingly and with love. And that is the way I want to look at my husband. Prayer also changes the person that you are praying for. In this particular case, we're talking about marriage, so this would be your husband. It's so tempting to be the Holy Spirit for your husband, right? 
especially whenever you feel like you're right or if it's something that God has placed on your heart to pray for your husband about. But don't beat the Holy Spirit to the punch. If there is truly a message that needs to be relayed to your husband, wait for the Holy Spirit to convict and talk to him about it. And it's going to be way better received. I would go so far as to saying that a lot of times us wives, we can get in the way of the Holy Spirit working in our husband's life far too much just because of the words that we prematurely speak to him. I'm still learning this 1000%. I really like to talk and it's truly hard for me not to talk, especially if I feel like I know something, it's hard for me not to say it. But it's in those moments with that when I'm tempted to do the Holy Spirit's job for him that I personally, physically have to squeeze my lips together and get my hands busy doing something else. Or if I can, I just leave the area. Don't beat the Holy Spirit to the punchline and let God change him. If you are wondering when and how many times to pray to get results, here's the answer. You are going to keep praying until you see the answer. And then after you see the answer, you're going to keep praying. In other words, you need to be praying for your marriage to infinity and beyond, in the words of Buzz Lightyear. You aren't always going to feel like praying. In fact, some days you're going to be mad that you have to pray for your husband and for your marriage. Those are the days that it's most important to pray because those are the days that you and your marriage need it the very most. You know, if I only cooked dinner whenever I felt like cooking dinner, then we would practically never have dinner. The same is true for prayer. There are a lot of days I don't feel like praying, but I make myself start praying. I just start somewhere. And eventually, while I'm praying, my heart of stone usually softens. You simply can't pray and not feel better. Here are some ideas of how to incorporate praying for your marriage and your husband into your life. I'm a huge fan of anointing items while you pray. In the Bible, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. So I feel like I'm fast tracking my prayers whenever I anoint things while I pray. You can use any oil that you want. It doesn't have to be special. I just use whatever's in the kitchen. You can anoint different items of your husband's, like his shoes by the door or his car. In those cases, I'll just give you like an example prayer that you can pray, but you can definitely make up your own. But something that I pray is, dear Lord, protect my husband as he leaves the house today. Protect him physically, mentally, and emotionally. Guard his heart. Don't let anything unpleasing to you get inside of it. Give him creative ideas and courage to vocalize them and to do them. Let him know I love him and that you love him. Amen. I also will stand in his closet and anoint. You can anoint the door frames there and pray. In those instances, I usually pray for his character or any specific issues that I know that he's facing. You could even find a verse that deals with a specific characteristics you are praying for your husband, and you can pray that verse over him. You can also anoint the headboard of the master bed or the door frames of the, the master bedroom. And you can pray this prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the marriage. Let this room feel safe for each of us. Let it be a place of refreshment for our hearts, souls, minds, and bodies. Fill this room with your peace and your love. Amen. I mean, you can literally anoint anything you want. I have even been known to anoint the outside of a coffee mug or the underside of a dinner plate. 
while you anoint whatever item it is, the point is you're just going to pray for your husband, whatever it is. It can be a short prayer. It can be long, whatever you have time to do, but just pray. Have you heard of the book Circle Maker by Mark Batterson? I will link it in the show notes. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's a great book and it talks about circling things in prayer in order to see results. I love the idea of circling our homes and praying for our marriage. You can choose one day a week to do this or do it daily. It's kind of like a prayer walk, but you're doing a circle around whatever it is that you're praying for. You can also pray directly over your husband. This might actually shock some of your husbands if you ask them to, if you can pray for them, but you can pray for him like as he leaves the house or as he gets home or at the, at the end of the day before you go to bed. If you do sense that you're in the middle of an attack from the enemy, then the front door is a great place to stand and anoint the door frame. If you want stand there and say a prayer or something like, dear Lord, the enemy is attacking my marriage right now, but you're bigger and stronger and wiser than he is. So throw his plan off course. Protect me, protect my husband, protect my marriage. Amen. What you are going to pray should be unique to your situation. God already knows the details of your marriage. Nothing you say about how you feel or what is happening is going to shock God whenever you say it. So I'm a fan of just laying it out on the table. Just talk to God about what's going on. In other words, whatever it is that you need, just ask. I love to tell God how I am feeling. He is such a safe place for me to express what I'm feeling without feeling bad about it. He never makes me feel bad for my feelings, even if they're a little off and maybe not necessarily justified. He just listens to me. I sometimes ask him in these moments to help my husband have a sensitive heart to what I'm needing in that moment. I also use prayer time for my marriage as a time to say thank you to God for my marriage, for my husband. This does two things for me. It gives praise to God for what he has done, but it also encourages your own heart as you say it. It reminds you that you truly do have much to be thankful for, even if there is much work left to be accomplished. When you're praying, don't forget to pray for your own self. Pray for creative ideas on ways you can show your husband love that's going to speak to his heart best. Remember that God knows your husband even better than you, so God knows exactly what will make your husband feel loved and respected and cherished. Ask the Holy Spirit to refill you up and give you strength and wisdom for your marriage. Do this every single day. I said in the first episode of this series that we need the Holy Spirit like we need water and oxygen, and it's just simply the truth. It's essential for life, and we need it renewed every single moment of every single day. I want to leave you with one final verse. It is Psalm 37.5, and it says, Commit your ways to the Lord, and he will act. Trust in him. He will act. As you commit to prayer, trust him to come through, and he will. Friend, I count it a privilege to go on this journey of helping our marriages be better. I feel that it's something that's going to happen for you. I hope you feel the same way too. 
it's an honor to have the ability to make steps that are not only going to impact you positively, but your husband and your kids and truly everyone that comes into contact with you. It is your privilege to get to help your marriage be healthier and better. It might be a good idea for you to write that down on a note that you are going to see often to remind yourself that it is a privilege that you get to take your own personal steps toward a healthier, better marriage. And now my prayer for you. Dear Lord, you see the mom listening to my voice. You see her worries and her pain. I pray that you would take that glimmer of hope that she has in her heart and that you would make it burn brighter into a light that she simply cannot ignore. I pray that you would comfort her. I pray that you would let her know that you are not sleeping on the job, but rather you are playing a very active role in her marriage. Instill in her a desire and a hunger to bring heaven down to her marriage through her prayers. Let her feel your presence whenever she prays and make a tangible difference in her marriage as she commits to it in prayer. Thank you for the honor it is to get to partner with you to build a better marriage through prayer. Amen. Hey, this is Tiffany. You have just listened to the Mommyhood Empowered podcast. I pray that you have a smile on your face right now and that you are determined to go out into your world and make somebody else smile too. Have a blessed day.